This week on Nintendo Main, we teach you how to catch butterflies and how to throw pies in the faces of clowns. It's going to be exciting. Very exciting. Episode 35, we are your hosts, Trey Johnson and... Hey, what's up? It's me, Jeremy Mikowski. We're back again, this time with an exciting episode. Try not to say that too much, but it is. But I'm so excited. I'm excited about trucks and and bots that look like spiders and other weird things. And also about motocross. Yeah. But first up, the news for the week. Have you, uh, pretty much our podcast curse again. After we stopped recording last week was the patent. Did you see the patent with the, uh detachable buttons that nintendo had yep. actually done so there's the more camera based like yeah, infrared camera based uh i guess uh from what i heard it's pretty much the same technology that they use for the circle pad pro circle pad pro works the same way for the 3ds like that uses uh ir as well oh really to communicate with it yeah so i mean that works fine i mean it did it works really fine for me so but pretty much it's a camera watching and then interpreting what you're doing right no i mean it's communicating like it's the way the I think it's just where it connects. Just where it connects on the side is where the infrared is. For that for that particular pad. Okay. So it's just like it's yeah. It's just connecting to read the button presses, you know, through through that through that connection on the side. So yeah, it works the same way like the other one, it like went in through like the charging thing on the top. Like you'd plug it in there and then it would go around the system and then there were more buttons to use now. So it's similar to that. But it would be like a different port, like an IR port or whatever. That would be on the side of whatever it attaches to, and that would be that would be how it works. At least that's, that's pretty, at least uh, that's what I understood. Yeah. I mean, at least that's what I understood from from what it was. I mean, it, it worked for the Circle Pad Pro. I'm not worried. I'm not really worried about it. It's just something that we saw there right after Maybe we were done recording. To like take something super archaic, make it i mean like the the wiimotes have cameras in them so right. it's not really you know that's it's a camera that communicates with the with the sensor bar it's it's almost kind of it almost kind of reminds me of like the technology that they use for like zappers yeah. for the sensor bar like where it like pretty much sends something to the zap, to the sensor bar the sensor bar sends it back it's kind of probably based on sort of the same technology of the zapper if you think yeah, about the it zapper itself was a camera a really rudimentary camera yeah. I remember when the Wii was like, you know, when it wasn't out yet and people had heard there were cameras in the controllers and everybody's like, oh, well, you can like, you know, take pictures of yourself or something. And they never, <laughs> they never used it for anything like that. It was in there. It's just, it never did anything other than read the sensor bar. I imagine it would have been really low res. Oh, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's super, super low res. And I think it's the same thing for this. Like, I don't think it's a camera that's actually going to take pictures or anything. It's just going to, you know, do whatever it needs to do to communicate with the attachment. So... There was also segmentnext.com. They claim that uh, sources say that they're using the Tegra X2 chip. So that's probably just more bullshit, but I don't know. Oh, so they're using there was an the, article. There was an article nice up there chip. basically saying that they're using the new chip, the one that's more powerful than the current system. So. But it's still like a custom chip, right? So it's like somehow more cost efficient. It's one. I mean, it's one that they've been working on for a while. It's not like quite out yet, but that's what – I mean, it's supposed to launch like – Sort of around the same time or before. So NX, the NX is going to so. be cutting edge. Yeah, so it would be. I don't believe it for a second. Well, the, I mean that was <laughs> that was part of. I mean that was part of some rumors also. I mean all of this is still rumors. 
Nintendo, please tell us something already. I'm tired of waiting. But that's all. That's they're always they're always best off not being cutting edge and just relying on like proprietary. Technology. Hey man, the Super Nintendo was cutting edge, and that's still my favorite system. So you're yeah, right. That was like the first. That was, I think that was well, the N64. You could say the N64 was cutting edge to PlayStation. PlayStation just had enough because of what you could store on, on CDs. Was right, FMV, it was basic, man, FMV. Yeah, yeah, an FMV, which. Man, it was so awful back then. Like, FMV was on everything, was tacked on everything. It looked so bad. And they would, and it was all, always, always like a false advertisement on, on the cases of the CDs. I remember they would mostly just show you pictures of our, of the uh, FMV. Like, especially Tomb Raider was always notorious for that, <laughs> for having pictures on the, on the games that were not actually from the game. It was just either an FMV or some render that, you know, they just made to be like, here, this is what it looks like. <laughs> I remember people that being obsessed with graphics, man. I remember that being a whole thing in the '90s, where like people, I think they had to hammer down on that because a lot of stuff they were releasing a lot of games that had screenshots on them that weren't real screenshots, or they were sending ones to magazines that weren't actual screenshots. They were just pre-rendered stuff. I remember like I remember when the Engage came around, like they're like they're like look at all this stuff, and it's like just a it's just a cutscene, it's just a video. It was like no actual footage. That was the thing for a while. Actually, they don't do that anymore. Well, the goal was to be the most realistic. For the longest time. I don't think that's a thing as much anymore. But uh the Uncanny Valley is real and everybody has seen it this Yeah. Like you can't you can't get really close to realism and look more realistic. Like you get too close to realism and you start to look creepy. It would end up like uh, Mortal Kombat, right? Where they use the <laughs> Where they actually photograph real people and put them in there? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, that was their thing. Like, Mortal Kombat 1 through 3 was all actual actors. That's that's, that's realism, a 3D, man. A 3D game where the mouth movements didn't, like, take me out of the experience. Oh, yeah. Well, most of the time, a lot of them aren't, aren't like, synced at all. And especially Japanese games, they don't. That's true. They don't, like, redo the, they don't redo the way they talk. So they're basically speaking Japanese, but they're just throwing American. They're, they're just putting the English track on there on top of it. Even though, like, Final Fantasy thirteen did do two different versions for that game. You know, there's one good thing that it did. <laughs> was there was, if you played the American version, they actually did change the way the mouse moves so they would actually say the words instead of just dubbing it like most games. Because uh, Metal Gear Solid was notorious for that, for having, uh, for basically... You know, just having them talk Japanese and then just throwing American you know, or throwing English over it. You know, so none of it ever syncs up. Yeah, I guess that's okay. I could accept. That. But that's just yeah, that's just kind of what I thought about it. So I didn't really care. Was it Devil's Third? Seems pretty synced up. Which I think that game. I think that game is a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know why that game got such a. Or maybe it's just. It? Or maybe it just got a mediocre review. Yeah, I still play it. It's it's been a lot. It's a lot of fun. I mean, exactly. It's exactly what I want. Like I don't really. Are you enjoying the online play? I played one game of it, but I haven't been able to connect ever since. There's just nobody on it, really, you know, so I can't really find it. Wow. <laughs> Are they going to be like a renaissance right before it's disconnected? Though, yeah, in uh, in November, in late November, there'll be a lot of people on there, I'm sure. I played one match with like five other guys. I did okay. You know, I got third. I didn't get last. But they were they were doing some fucking crazy ass moves to me. They were like jumping off of roofs and like throwing swords at me and like doing all this other crazy shit that I didn't know how to do. But they uh, they did some crazy stuff with me. But I killed I killed enough guys to not get last place. So it was cool for well, that. Good for you. Yeah, I uh, I finished I finished Dragon Warrior three also, which is which is awesome. That's a really cool. That is game. awesome. It's a really man. good you're, game. You're actually really going through the series. I finally made it to four. I didn't think I'd ever make it to four. Actually, well, Dragon Warrior three is a really is a really good game. I totally recommend it. But uh, it's it's a long game, and it, and there's even like I didn't do everything. Like 
I basically got to the end of it and moved on to 4 just because I was really itching to play 4 because I haven't played any of the DS ones yet. But I'm, I'm going to come back to 3 and play the rest of it because there's like two extra dungeons that are on the Game Boy version. There's one that's, there's the one that's from the Super Nintendo remake and there's also another one that was added on just for the Game Boy Color version. So I, so, so what I could, you're saying is you got the end game, but you didn't get like another final. Well, I didn't, I didn't do the extras, like the, the whatever you call it. The, yeah, I guess you'd call it end game, right? You know, when you beat the game and then you come back and get all the extra collectibles or whatever. New game plus. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But there's two, there's two more dungeons that you can go to, and I read through it. I like read through what it, and it would, I'd probably put another like 20 hours into it doing that. Like it sounded pretty insanely hard, so there'd probably be more, more grinding. But like the coolest, one of the coolest things about that game is, uh, like the, the second one does this too. Like Dragon Warrior 2 also includes like the original game in it, like the original land of the original game, and I think I've talked about that. But the way this one does it, it actually kind of makes you play it like the way you play Dragon Warrior 1. So like you basically, you collect all these orbs and you get this bird creature, which is awesome. You get this bird that helps you, like, fly around the world. It's like, it, it reminded me of, like, Final Fantasy VI, like, when you find the airship for the first time. And you're like, oh, shit, I can go everywhere now. It's like, I have all this freedom and I don't get attacked. It felt like that. And the, and this, and the song was really good, too, for the bird song. So you use the bird and you fly to this, to this castle and you fight, like, the demon lord, like, who's supposed to be the last guy of the game. And you beat him. And then it, then it kind of, like, goes through, like, it kind of goes through a bit of a, an ending, like a false ending. And then this guy shows up from Alephgard, and he's like, oh, fuck you, there's all this other shit. So you have to, like, go, you have to, like, drop into this hole, and then you find this underground, which is the original land from the first game. So you kind of get dropped down there without your bird, so you have to basically walk all around the land again like you did in the first Dragon Warrior, and basically grind for a while until you can get to the last, where the last guy of that, the actual Dragon Lord. And then you beat him. So they kind of force you to play Dragon Warrior 1 again, except with more, <laughs> except with more characters, which I thought was really cool. And I enjoyed it. I actually had a lot of fun, like, walking through Olive Guard again. And it, and Didn't it's like... Didn't you say in 2 that the whole world from 1 was in 2? It is, but it's, but you can, the way you, it's smaller. It seems smaller. And you have a boat, so you can kind of just boat around. And you, and you get a boat too for this. But if you want to find everything, you kind of just gotta, just gotta drudge through it. And just, and just, you know, grind. That's basically where you get to just grinding through Alfgard, which I actually had a lot of a lot of fun doing. And it's a prequel, so there's stuff that's different. Like there's some passageways that aren't there yet. Like there's a, like there's a cave from the first one that's being built. Like when you're playing it, so you can't actually use the cave, so you have to find another way around. Stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. And there's like and there's some little stuff where you see a guy that's gonna be that's gonna be in the in the in the first one later. Like you meet this kid who's practicing to become a healer. And he's, like, going to be the healer that you see in Dragon Warrior 1. Like, stuff like that. They kind of have fun with that. Dragon Warrior 3, like, at the end, there's this part where... So, basically, the way the game works is... The opening story is, like, this... There's this guy, Ortega. He's, like, a famous soldier. He's, or Ortega. <laughs> he's a He's your father. He basically leaves when you're when you're a child, when you're fairly young. He leaves leaves to go fight the Dragon Lord, and basically, it, everybody thinks he's dead. He never comes back or anything. But then at the very end of the game, you run into him and Alephgard fighting <laughs> fighting like one of the boss characters, and he like dies in front of you, and he, and he like says like go home if you make it back to wherever. Tell them tell them that I you know that I tried to fight for them. He doesn't know who you are. He doesn't know that you're your kid. You're his kid or anything like that. But in the in one of the 
secret dungeons that you get to after you beat the main boss. There's a, this dragon character that when you beat him, you can get three, you get three wishes, or you get a choice of three different wishes. And one of the wishes is that you can actually bring your father back to life, and he'll like live at your house, his, your house with his, with your mom, which is pretty awesome. I thought that was. It's cool. almost like Dragon Ball Z. Well. Well, you know Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Warrior. They have they have something in common. They have the same artist. They have the same ar- artist. Did you know that? Yes. Did I tell you that? I did know that. Yeah, Akiri, Akiri Toriyama is the is the designer of the Dragon Quest characters and the Chrono Trigger characters and uh, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Little cool thing I thought. You get you get to watch him get killed by this dragon right in front of you, and he doesn't help him at all. Which I'm like, come on, dude, can't you just go in there and like cast some heal more on him or something and then it'll be he can beat the dragon I don't know just give him some of your armor you got old armor you're not using I guess that's how you find his I don't know they didn't explain like you find you basically find Lodo's armor later well in the first game you do if you find it wherever I guess in the end of the game it says that he leaves his armor somehow it gets found later I thought maybe you were going to, like, accidentally lose it in the while, while you're in the dungeon or that part, but whatever. But it's really fun. Fun to play. And 4 is really good, too. I just started doing 4. And I think that the DS ones are probably, like, the most approachable ones. Like, they're super they're super nice looking, you know. It's not as hard to get lost in there. And it feels... Is 4 a polygonal remake? Uh, no, if, well... If, it's it's like sprites and polygons. There's like some okay. polygons in it, but there's most. It's, but your characters are sprites, but the backgrounds are polygon. So it's like Super Nintendo Plus. Well, four was an NES game, but okay. it looks but the but it looks like a Super Nintendo. Yeah, with like a amped up Super FX chip. It's basically kind of what okay. it looks like. And and the map exists on both screens at the same time, so that kind of actually really helps for for dungeons. It helps you to find treasures easier because you can see more of the map. I felt like I felt like that was really cool. But I played through, I'm like on the second chapter. I feel like I'm probably somewhere to the end of the second chapter of the fourth game. But it's nice to get onto the DS ones finally. And they look really, really pretty. This one's, the, the four is an NES game, and then five and six are Super Nintendo games remade. So five is supposedly the best one from what I've heard of people say. A lot of people talk about three and five and eight. I guess. So I guess it's one of those, like, it's like the Tony Hawks, where it's the, the odd numbers are always better than the even numbers, you know? Like like the new Star Trek versus the old Star Trek. The old Star Trek was like the uh, the even numbers were good, and the new ones, like, the odd numbers are good. That's what, that's what they say. But yeah, that's cool. I also, uh, I bought I bought Contra 3 for 3DS just to try out some pixel perfect Super Nintendo stuff. I finally broke down and got it. And it looks pretty oh, good. Alien Wars? Yeah, I bought Alien Wars for 3DS. It was either that or, or Mega Man 8. And I decided to go for. I have the actual cartridge. Is it eight or maybe it's seven? It's whatever. It's whatever the last Mega Man was, the Super Nintendo one. Because there's one on PlayStation, so I think it might be seven. See the six, six or seven. But that's but that's on 3DS now too. And I was like, I should try one of these and see how they look. And I I did Alien Wars, and it looks good. It looks like pretty. It looks like you know Super Nintendo, I guess. So I played around that with that for a little bit, and uh, I also I also preloaded Federation Force. I bought that. So I could just play it at eleven on Thursday. So we'll have uh, we'll have some coverage of that for next week. Let you know how it goes. Hopefully, some other people buy it, so I'm not just like playing it by myself. <laughs> you know, since it's like an online since it's an online co-op game, there needs to be some other people playing it. I think there'll be enough at the beginning to play it. I felt like I felt what, like what did you pay for it? Thirty? Uh, forty. I mean, it's it's thirty nine ninety nine. So I went ahead and pre I went ahead and preloaded it, so it's just ready. So it's ready to go. It, it's already downloaded and on my system. It just has, has to be unlocked. Yeah, on Thursday. Or yeah, 
11 p.m. on Thursday is when it normally goes. So I don't know how many people bought it that early, but we'll see. <laughs> Thursday night, we'll see if anybody's on 11 p.m. I think I think some people are, are going to get it. I don't know. I like the idea of it. I think it looks fun. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the art style, but I think it's still going to be a fun game. So I'm pumped about it. I was not never really a hater for it. It's just if it was, it, they need they should have announced it along with another Metroid announcement. It would have made it like so much well better received. You know, yeah. Then people wouldn't, wouldn't have been wouldn't have been so upset. You know, but about the no thirty anniversary. Yeah, yeah, thirty anniversary. This is what we get, Federation Force. Yeah, they probably thought people would be more excited when they initially came up with it. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Maybe they don't. I mean, they should definitely understand like the want for a new for a new Metroid game now. I mean, I love to bring this depressing about. piece of news up, but it was one of the last things a lot I ever posted was like, "Sorry about E3." When people are pissed off about Federation. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I like the Reggie stuff, too, where he was like, shut up and give it a chance. <laughs> That's kind of what he was saying. You know, he's like, settle down. Settle down. We're not going to stop making this game just because you said not to stop making it. They believe in this game. Yeah. But that was You like, do, too, Trey. You preloaded it. I did preload it. I'm excited to play it. I want to play an you online. You 40 <laughs> U.S. bones because you believe. Yeah, I think it looks cool. I want I want to play it. And, and I, well, it's mostly because I had so much fun with Triforce Heroes, and I'd hope for it to be as fun as that game. Because the online, multi, the online co-op for that was really cool. Even though it seems like everybody kind of dropped off of that one pretty quickly. But hopefully they stay on uh, Federation Force for longer. But it's basically kind of like a portable, like, you know, Destiny type game, which is pretty cool because that doesn't really exist anywhere else. I mean, I'll play Destiny, but you know, like a like that type of game, like a co op online thing. And I think it could be really fun. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure there's loot somewhere. I mean, I know there's some healing stuff. Like that's in the that's in the demo in the blast ball demo. They teach you how to be a healer and throw stuff at people and heal characters. Okay, so you're like, yeah, it's got a bit of a uh, so like there's a different whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be, like, the tank and the healer and whatever, you know, whatever else, like, sort of class-type things that you can pick as you go. I'm sure well, gonna... are you going to use the thumbnub for it? I mean, I don't really have a choice, so I better get no, good I mean, with it. I mean the thing that was on the strap for uh, Metroid Prime Hunters. Oh, on the touchscreen? Yeah, you had to use the nub that was attached to the wrist strap. I actually, actually brought that out to try to use it on Kid Icarus, on Kid Icarus Uprising. Because that game is so hard to control that I was trying to make it better. Because even with even with the new 3DS, they or the Circle Pad Pro, they would not let you do dual analog, which is really annoying. You still have to use the screen to aim, even if you have two joysticks. And the, and they and it's funny because they support it, but they only support it into where you can use the right one to walk or the left one to walk, but you can't use both. <laughs> so it's just to make it lefty righty. Yeah, it's like a lefty righty thing, but it, but it won't let you use. One to aim and one to walk, which would make the game a lot more playable. But whatever, I don't know. We might have left, lost some fans for that. Some people really like that game, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's great. It's not that. It's, it's, it's not that expensive. Am I? I mean, I found a I found a used one at GameStop for like seven bucks. So I wasn't willing to I wasn't willing to put a whole lot into it. So I just bought a, a used cartridge, just gave it a go. Now that now that I've got everything hooked up to my TV, I've started to develop a wish list of games. So I bought a Mario. Sunshine recently. Oh so yeah, I'm start playing that shit. And like, of course, I've been playing all these exciting games. Yeah. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to that later. But yeah, it, while while and it was, also, I've been playing uh, Super Paper Mario. I, I keep chugging along in that game. Do you like it more now than you did? Yeah, before? I like it more. I like it more the more I play it. 
So I think it's, it's cool. Definitely, it grows on you. And I think I listened to the last podcast. And I want to apologize because in the podcast I mentioned safe states. Like I had used safe states. I have not used safe states. There are none. I was going to say I don't think you can for we for yeah. we virtual console stuff because yeah. it just plays it straight off of the. That's what I system. thought was a save state was just me using a state to uh, restore, like going back to a spot. Oh sure, I figured that. I figured that was what you meant because I don't. You can't. That's what I meant. So apologies. There are no save states in uh, Super Paper Mario or any of the Wii games. On the game. No, there's not. When I was uh, when I was playing the topic of the week, I actually did uh, end up ordering a couple games on, off of eBay for really cheap. I bought a what was it? I, I bought a, I bought a sight truck again, and I bought, I bought it for like seven dollars with with I consider it, it came it comes with another game too, which I consider being a free game because it, it came with a so it's it's a sight truck and nitro bike for seven dollars <laughs> free shipping, and I'm like okay that's cool. Nitro bike is a Ubi is a Ubisoft game made exclusive exclusively for the Wii, which I remember listening to uh, one of the IGN Weekend reviews. And uh, Mark Bozon referred to it as uh, basically like a girlfriend that you're not really physically attracted to, but she cooks really well. Is basically what he said about that game. <laughs> that it's uh, that the graphics are bad, but the controls great. So I was like, hey, whatever, I'll check it out. It's pretty much free here. You know, I'm basically getting like two games for like three dollars, or, or, or what I think, one for seven and one for nothing. That's basically what I thought of it. So I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? I get both of them. And also, yeah. and just because when I was thinking about Excite Truck, I was thinking about launch games. I ordered a Tony Hawk Downhill Jam for like $4, no shipping. Why? <laughs> Off of eBay. Because I kind of like that game. <laughs> I wanted to play it again. It reminded me of it. I have it on DS already, but I wanted to play the Wii. Action. It was, it's 4 bucks. It's not bad. I feel the same way, man. I bought, like I said, I bought... Uh, Super Mario Sunshine. I got that. I think for twenty seven. You know, it's got no box or nothing. But oh, yeah. Well, that I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, those you know Nintendo games they still sell for sixty bucks, even though they're you know they, they still well, right. they still sell for fifty sixty most places. I'm know, happy so to it's get it for like, that price, yeah. just so I can finally own the game again because I yeah. keep wanting to play it. I have the hardware, so. Yeah, for Super Mario Sunshine. I actually had a uh, save file, but I, I reset it. It wasn't very far in. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't want to try to go find those blue coins again. <laughs> That's my save no. file that I still have is the one. It's basically just everything except for those stupid blue coins, which I never found. But I did find uh, Excite Bots. I, did, I didn't have that. Uh, I found it for $9, free shipping. And... Uh, I did, uh, you know, my eBay research so I could find someone close to me. So I ordered it and it showed up three days later. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't really look I'm, in, I didn't really look into that when I got Excite Truck and Tony, and Tony Hill down, downhill. Oh, jam. man, you gotta look at where it's shipping from. Yeah. You wanna be impulsive, like, make that part of your impulsive buying, like, to get it quicker. Oh, I was just looking, I was just looking for a good price. I didn't really, I didn't really care where it was coming from. I mean, I'm still gonna get it in a couple of days, like, as long as it's not still, out of the country. Man. Something to consider. Like those dragon, those, those like uh, Dragon Warrior one and two and Dragon Warrior three. Like those seem to come pretty quick, and I don't know where those came from. They weren't from Illinois, but I don't know. But yeah, some cool, some cool stuff. It's got it's got some cool games in. Yeah, man. And uh, I think I'm gonna bake my Virtual Boy soon. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna try that pretty quick. I I, uh, I don't know, I man. Like, 
I would think there would be some stuff that would melt in the Virtual Boy if you baked it. I mean, there's a lot of, like, weird stuff in there. Like, what, you're going to cook, like, the head part? Isn't, like, the eye piece is going to melt or something? Well, I, can, I actually cook for a living, so I can control heat pretty well. Like, I understand. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but, you, but you don't cook consoles for a living. You should. No, but, but... like, if it's less than 300 degrees, I know it's pretty safe you should you should open a open a restaurant that's uh called cooked consoles and you just you just all you do is eat consoles there hey man they taste <laughs> fine still it's like hey man you want a boiled super nintendo i got one right here or was it an nes i don't remember which one you boiled i mean there's bird nest soup so why not nes soup you know <laughs> well do you remember when we used to go to a chinese pl- there was a that chinese place in indiana called great wall do you remember that place yeah yeah i remember you told me that uh sweet and sour or hot and sour soup you said it tastes like super nintendo so maybe you're on to something there i think it might have been <laughs> like boiled super nintendo anyway do, do we do we have anything left for the news and the and the what we what you've been playing this week is there anything you left out like, i know i kind of went through mine pretty quick but i was excited about the dragon Wars. i know people have been pretty like hyped about axiom verge being released in the wii u i guess there's a confirmed release date now it's like november right or is it before that i feel like it I no, I think it's September. Oh, okay. I, I thought it. Yeah, I thought it was more towards the end of the summer. It's either September or October. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool because it's a it's a Metroidvania and it's a labor of love sort of thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get it and check it out. It's not going to get shut down because it's a legit PC game that's being ported. Yeah, totally. It's fun to look forward to. Was we owners? It's not like a remake of Me- of Metroid Two or anything like that, like that other one. Right. Exactly. An unlicensed remake. It's just a game like that's in similar vein to like super metroid or symphony of the night it's gonna be fun yeah no yeah i'm planning on getting that one whenever it comes out so it comes out next month early that that'd be cool it's another one another one on the horizon for the for the wii u owners yeah we got that we got paper jam we got uh what's the other one the harvest moon game stardew valley we got that in ukulele but i think ukulele is next year at the beginning Yeah, ukulele. so yeah well, you want to take a quick break then? Yeah. Cool. topic of the week we're gonna we're gonna get into the excite series for the wii uh just just the monster games ones uh maybe in a maybe in a certain in a newer in a later episode maybe we'll get into like ex, the original excite bike and excite bike 64 but for this one we're gonna get into the launch title excite truck and excite bots which you played both of them i played the first one a long time ago but didn't get to play it recently but i think i remember it enough yeah i played both of them uh i got excite bot two days ago so i don't have a whole lot of experience with it but it feels pretty similar and it's got some added works yeah it's got obviously the graphics look better it's got a lot of weird shit in it and did you notice that the races are pretty much the same in both of the games just yeah. one, just one of them has it. Just has more emphasis on doing tricks, which is cool because the original one I kind of liked how it wasn't really about like where you placed. I mean, it sort of was because you got more stars for that, but it was more about your performance. Really I mean, it was really hard in the later levels to place without 
or to, to, to be a level without placing in the top two. Sure. But if you but if you do a lot of like air tricks and stuff like that it makes it a little bit easier. You know, if you do a lot of spins while you're while you're while you're in the air, you can maybe get a score you know, score a little bit high a little bit lower on your on your ranking. But I bought this game I bought Excite Trucks eh, probably four or five years ago when I first bought my I had a Wii before and then I rebought a Wii and uh, started playing it again because Skyward Sword came out so around that time. Yeah, I got I got my Wii yeah. fixed for that game because it did, well it I think my Wii broke like four times, but that time I had to pay the hundred dollars for it. So I kind of got another Wii <laughs> when that came around. Yeah, it's pretty much how I I did it, and uh, so I I wanted other games, and I uh, I found Excite Truck something stupid like four or five bucks at GameStop or oh, wow. somewhere. So yeah, well yeah, I got it for, I got it for cheap, and it, it didn't have the original case it didn't have a man it's just a disc actually i think i have the case here it did buy it at games oh okay so it's one of those like the ones where it has like the cartoon person on there it's not like an I actual paid 449 for it nice well supposedly yeah. well supposedly it didn't sell supposedly it didn't sell that well but it sold enough to to get two sequels from what i read from what i could find online they said they had only sold like thirteen thousand, like in the first month so i don't know if that's good or not for a launch game i guess nintendo well, thought it was good enough well the wii was taken off and uh that just wasn't a game that people wanted to play i guess but just too bad because it's it's a wonderful game like i haven't been able to stop playing it. it's a lot it's, it's a lot of fun uh, i put i want to play it like every spare moment i have to try to get higher scores i'm never like pissed off i'm never frustrated i'm just trying to do cooler stuff yeah i thought it was weird well i mean it's interesting because monsters like history which i'll which i'll get into later but they they were known for making like simulation games like racing simulation games and when they got to do this it was this all-out crazy arcade style racer which was different from all the other stuff they had done but they but they did it really well you know i liked how it was super over the top and i liked how you could like alter the ground and it would throw the trucks off and like you get points for that and all the levels look look pretty cool and it's and like like i like most games like where you get to the end you get to go to the moon sort of i mean you go to nebula but it's pretty much the moon i mean it's like a it's like a planet it's an outer space planet so i think a, a good way to describe this game would be like you are in god mode because no matter what the other players can do they really can't affect happening yeah they can't i don't they so, can so it's like it's kind of like you're visiting the racing world as god and in the same form as all the other racers you still have like magical control over the environment and this ability to like slow down time when you wreck jump back into the race like nothing ever happened oh yeah i thought that they could throw you too though like i feel like i'd gotten i've gotten thrown on that like from the like like the when the mountains form either maybe, that either that or was in two player maybe in the super excite i've only played the original i haven't oh yeah i haven't unlocked the second S part yet yeah. no, I oh, okay so maybe like maybe there's more of a uh, give and take i guess like the computer characters are oh, okay but so far i've just felt like i'm like a god among men i guess when I play this game. <laughs> yeah well i mean it, do, it does get a lot harder and but i do remember getting thrown like in some way, either it was through the two player or the single player, but it's because you kind of like get thrown and you have to sort of like write your car, and if you land it right, you get points. It works the same way in Excite Bites. One great thing about Excite Truck also was like it's one of the few Nintendo games where you can make your own soundtrack. I don't know if you did that at all, but I remember that was the first time that I bought an SD card was just so I could make a soundtrack for Excite Truck. I bought like a two gig. SD card. Wait, it was my first SD card. You had an SD card before that? No, I had, I had not. I had not had one before that. Wow. 
Yeah, I was that's behind, old school, man. I was behind the times, man. I mean, I had to. I bought an SD yeah, card like, and a I USB. Use my compact flash. Yeah, I guess I gotta get an SD. No, I actually did have a. Believe it or not, I actually did have a compact flash <laughs> that, that came with that uh, that old digital camera that I had had a compact flash in it. Because I was looking through, I was looking through a box of old shit the other day, and I found that old camera. It doesn't really work, but I'm like taking the compact flash out because I record this. I record this podcast on compact flashes, so you know, up yours, man. They're still used. That, they're still used in that, the uh, movie industry. Is that the it don't matter none camera? Yeah, is <laughs> that silver one that I had that you like? took pictures with we all took pictures with it in the it like it was the one where you hold the you like hold the button and it would take like 10 seconds to take a picture yeah. <laughs> it's like so old but He's yeah actually riding it on silver plates with the or the compact flash card but i mean i, I used compact flash cards so i took the compact flash out like i said well, i do want to say it's important to say like uh i played excite trucks on my wii u and you can plug in your uh sd card with mp3 files and it does still play yeah it should yeah it does so i was really happy i put in uh just some like stuff i recorded myself doing things you know to really test if it was that rough like you put that in yeah uh, mp3 file anything mp3 so far i haven't tried wave or anything no it's just mp3 yeah. i've MP3 it, files it, uh, play as soon as you start the race and it's it, kind of fun and it kind of just randomly chooses it i remember racing around to a lot of like journey and danzig and some other shit i don't know <laughs> i don't remember but it was fun i remember a wheel in the sky was one that i heard a lot of times when it as it was going through the the shuffle of that, and I, I remember when we were talking about it yesterday. I said that it was the only game that I knew of that had a that had a, where you can choose your own soundtrack. But apparently, Endless Ocean had that too. Yep, I have Endless Ocean two, and I don't know if you can do it on that one, but Endless Ocean one had it for sure. Now, if I remember correctly, the 3DS let you do MP3 files for like the first couple of months, and then they changed it. Uh, you changed could, it I mean, probably. I think you could use them and listen to it like on a program or something, but I don't think you could ever incorporate them into a game that I know of. Because I know that was a big thing with like Xbox, you could do that, where you could create your own soundtracks. And I thought it was really cool that you could do an Excite Truck, but they never really used it much after that, unfortunately. Well, I just want to, I'm, I'm here to confirm that if you have a Wii U and you get this game, you can put whatever MP3s you want on a SD card, plug it into the front of your Wii U, and listen to the tunes you want to listen to while you play this game. Yeah. Um, it kind of like makes a little music video while you listen to the music. That's kind of fun too. Like you kind of sort of feel like you're creating a little visual representation of the music. I guess. Sure. And it, it could help you help you win more if it's the right type of song, right? Yeah, it pumps you up. Yeah. It's totally. like, you know, people listen to certain music when they work out, get some going, run the treadmill, listen to some uh, System of the Down or whatever. <laughs> you can play a uh, excite truck and listen to like you know I don't know if you genre you, lammy music I don't know <laughs> if you really want to torture yourself you could listen to some system of a down while you're uh, while you're playing that game if you want to I mean if you want to wake up find yourself oh you mean like uh, oh yeah I was gonna yeah. I was gonna say like what like that other band Evanescence that's what I thought of when you said when you said if you want to wake up I was like yeah like Evanescence they had that so wake they, up song they really need to be in more video games I don't yeah I don't think they were in any. Except for maybe, well, no, I was going to say, like, maybe a guitar hero. Spider-Man 2. They, they were in Spider-Man 2? Yeah, they were an extra on the disc. Evanescence? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't know. I played through all of that game, and I never found that on there. Because it wasn't in Spider-Man 2. It was in Daredevil. It was in the it was in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie on the soundtrack. The Wake Me Up was the Evanescence song. My memory has probably been put to sleep. No. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, as far as I know, it wasn't on, it wasn't on Spider-Man 2. 
But anyway, back to back to Excite Trucks. And enough enough evanescence for one episode. But you can play them on Excite Truck. Yeah, if you want to, put that on your uh, SD card and listen to some evanescence, you know. Yeah, for for all the for all the people who talk bad about the Wii and all that, one really great thing about that system is that there were like so many bizarre games on the Wii. I mean, like we could do like multiple episodes in the future, and hopefully that we will about all of the weird shit that was on the Wii. And and I liked it. I liked I was. I was very welcoming to that, to all the strange games that came on there. And, and like, Excite Trucks and Excite Bots, especially Excite Bots, were both weird games. And I kind of like how it was so, had such a high user base that they were fine with doing weird experiments in different type of games. I mean, there's like a, there's like a Dead Space light gun game on there, you know? Like, that's insane. And like two Resident Evil light gun games also, which is kind of weird. It was Nintendo's PS2. Yeah, it was. I mean, it well, won the, won the console war or whatever. But there's, but it was kind of like, there are a lot of really cool games that came out of it, like those, like No More Heroes games, like those were great. But it's just like, and like, like Muramasa, like all these just weird, you know, or different, you know, different cool games, like, like, uh, or even, or even like Mad World, you know, like just all these strange, strange, like very artistic stuff was put on there, which I don't think any of it sold that well. But it was cool that it, that it was a system for that. It was cheaper. Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness was awesome also. Oh, wait, yeah. that was GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you tricked me on that. You threw me on a loop. Sorry about that. What was it? Uh, Cursed Mountain. Was that? <laughs> I actually bought that game because I found it for really cheap. It's, that's the one where you make the uh, spiritual signs with the, with the Wiimote to uh, do different spells. It's kind of like it's kind of like Eternal Darkness, sort of. Except not as good, really. But it's a survival horror, and it takes place on a mountain, so you got that. But anyway, so do you do you know anything about Monster Games, the uh, company? Did you look Did you look into their history at all? Not really. I mean, I looked at the history of the games themselves, but I didn't look back. Because Monster Games is like they're well, I mean, they're like I mean, they're like thirty years old now, or no, they're like twenty years old now. I mean, they were formed. They were formed in nineteen ninety six. And they actually did have, like, their very first Nintendo game was uh, a NASCAR game. It was uh, Dirt to Daytona, which came out in 2002 for GameCube. And apparently what happened with them, uh, I mean, they basically, they basically started off making, uh, making PC games. And they made, they made a game, some sort of Viper game, Viper Racing. They made in 1998. It, it won, it won some Editor's Choice Awards from various PC gamer magazines. And kind of, kind of got them recognized. And then after that, they ended up getting a license from NASCAR, and they made then they had a four-year time making NASCAR games. And that NASCAR game that came to GameCube, that was the final one of their NASCAR license. And pretty much after that, they were picked up by Nintendo, and then Excite. Well, I guess Nintendo approached them because of their because they had done fairly well in a race. Like they were basically they were basically a racing company, so they had done very well making racing games. They're like, hey, we want to resurrect Excite Bike. What do you want to do with it? They decided to make use use trucks and whatnot, and then Excite Truck came from that in 2006. And from what I thought, they had some more some sort of an exclusive relationship because they did they did Excite Excite Truck, Excite Bots, Excite Bike World Rally, and they also did like some ports. They ported like Donkey Kong Country Returns. They ported Xenoblade Chronicles uh, to 3DS. That was the last thing they did for Nintendo. And they also they also did the Pilot Wings game for 3DS as well. So I didn't know I didn't know they had done all this other stuff. And they worked with Retro for uh, Tropical Freeze. They did some work on that as well. So crazy. But apparently, like back in April of this year, we missed it somehow. I don't know. We we weren't doing the news as well back then. But but there was a you know people had heard that they were making a new game, and turns out it's another NASCAR game, and now it's for PlayStation Four and Xbox One. So. It's too bad. What? 
but I was I was hoping that there would be uh, I was hoping there would be a new game for the NX, but maybe there, who knows? It's we'll possible. See. I mean, it is. they're uh, open to third parties, but yeah, man, these games are so fun. They are, and, and I and that that's why I follow you on a. I haven't played a World Rally. Do you want to talk about World Rally a little bit? I haven't played that. Sure, we'll talk about World Rally. Uh, World Rally is basically, I mean, it's, you know, it's sort of a remake of Excite Bike. Uh, my experience with Excite Bike, the NES game, was like fairly limited. I never really, all I really knew was like, yeah, you can make your own tracks, which you can in World Rally also. And I think at the time you could share them online, but there's no internet for a Wii anymore, so you can't do that. But I didn't really, I didn't really know like what the point of Excite Bike was the original game. Like, for, as far as the single player goes, aside from making your own levels and all that. But this one's basically, you know, you beat the time, like, there's a time that you get, it's like, to get to get the silver medal, it's this much, and gold, and it's kind of similar to, like, the, the way Excite Truck works. But there's no, there's no place. It's all about trying to get a certain time. And it's all about, like, you know, hitting, hitting the jumps at the right time and landing correctly, and you can, like, wheelie over guys like you did in the original game, and you can also, like, cut them off where you come down in front of them and they get they get knocked off the course. And it's a lot of fun if you like that type of game. Like, if you like Excite Bike, it's a great game. Like, it's a basically, if Excite Bike would have come out now, it's basically kind of what you would think. Like, for that same style, there's, like, four different sets of levels, so there's a lot of stuff to play around with. And it's pretty tough. It's, it's challenging, but it's not too challenging. Actually spent Is it a lot like an excite bike where uh, no matter how fast or far you're going, like someone's always in front of you? Always yeah, there's always you'll always see bikers around, but they're just there. But they're not. Yeah, there's, there's no place thing. So you're not trying to place with. No, just you, like the original. you're just trying not to hit them more. More, more than anything, it's just like getting around them. But you get points for like wheeling over them, or like if you like jump and like land on one of them and knock them down, you get you get a little boost for that. So you get little boosts in there, and it's the same thing. No, so you, you have to actually uh, avoid people running to get back to their bike too. Ah, uh, I mean, I, I didn't run into that. Because when they were running to get back to the bike, they were off the track. So I don't know. I mean, they were, they were never in front of me. Like, the bike was never in front of me or the person was not. You know, it was just when they were on the bikes, not just a single bike. So I don't know. But it could be. I mean, it's pretty detailed, so I would guess that it was. But it's fun. It was like $10 when it came out. And it's still $10. Still? <laughs> there's uh, there's no sales on the Wii Shop, so or whatever they called it. I think it was the, the, Wii. It was the Wii Shop, so it's still the same. It'd be cool if they'd re-release it for like 3DS or Wii U. It'd be it's a fun game to play. And I feel like it kind of like went under the radar. I mean, it came out pretty much around the same time as Excitebots. I think it just came out a little bit later than that. But it's and like they, were, they did say that two-player local wouldn't work because of how the screen. Was yeah, well, it's it's weird because if you play with motion control, it's like isometric, but if you play it just regular, it's not. It's just so I just played the 2D, the regular 2D version where you just move with the control pad and not the motion control and it just looks you know then it's just flat on 2d no isometric so but it's fun there was some online when it came out but like i said there's no online now but it's I like think it's pretty cool like if you if you really wanted to play both of the uh site tricks and excite bots you have a wii u or a wii you can find them on ebay for less than 20 bucks for Oh yeah, you could get you could get uh, Excite Bots and Excite Truck for like probably no no more than like twenty, I would say for both of them. And then if you got World Rally, then you have them all for thirty. We didn't really talk about Excite Bot Excite Bike sixty four. I guess we weren't. Into yeah, I mean, I I didn't really have time to play it, and I figured that would be for a future episode since we were just pretty much gonna focus on the monster stuff. Yeah. 
it's a very different game. But I really like I really like the way they handled the Excite Bike remake. I wish they would do that more, like some more like old retro stuff, but make it kind of new and add more stuff to it. I mean, I think that's worked out really well. And that that was another kind of thing that they did with uh, you know what I was saying, like what they did with the Wii, where was, a lot of it was experimental. They did you know they did like a sequel. There was like a Blaster Master sequel that was uh, WiiWare, the same thing. They did like a Contra sequel. There was a Castlevania sequel as well. That was all WiiWare stuff, so they did kind of do that to a point, but I don't think any of it was done as well as World Rally. But it'd be they cool. really got an install base with the Wii Sports. It helped a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, it came with the system, but a lot of people, all the you know, they had all the casual market, but the most people who bought it, they only played that, and they didn't realize there were other games. And a lot of people, it was so casual that people didn't even know how to hook up to the internet, so they didn't even know how to find the games online that you had there. You know, I remember like showing my parents and like my stepbrothers like you can go online and buy old games like they didn't even know they didn't even know how to set up they didn't even know it had internet you know it was at that time where internet was still sort of new to some people i guess well especially in something that wasn't out here you know, it was just a console have you uh have you gotten to the point where you can you know uh, you know that each of the each of the excite bot um cars they all have a specific skin that you can get if you get enough, like, you have to race with it, like, 15 times, and then it'll show you the skin. It'll be, like, like one of the, like, one of them, I forget, like, one of the bug ones, like, it'll look like a chicken, or you can get, like, the frog one, you can get it to wear the top hat, like, from the old, uh, from the old Looney Tunes stuff. There's, like, secret skins that you can get that's, like, specific ones for that, and they're all kind of jokey ones. I'm not that far in. I've been using the bat a lot. The bat seems to be the best. It is. It's the, it's the best one that you start with. So I've been playing with the bat. So. But the, the roach is really good too when you get that later. But there's there's a lot of there's a lot of them. There's like a there's like a hummingbird and there's a mouse and I like the ladybug one too. But I like the mini games. They're cool. Oh yeah, and there's the mini games and there's like so much we haven't really got into all the weird stuff that you do with that game. Like you like there's like you can get you can score you can do like a soccer goal. There's like baseball in there. You play tambourine in some levels. There's like balance beam stuff, like where you can do like flips or like where you spin around and you push the controller forward at the right time. There's also the ones where you gotta like move it in a circle motion, so you kind of like do a backflip thing and then come around. Yeah, those are pretty annoying. And like you we be, like really close to the finish line, and you have to do like and you gotta wait for it. Slow, slow rotation. But everybody has to stop there too. At least it's not nobody's gonna get like right past you. Sure. And uh, what was it? Whenever you whenever you like spin around the poles, I would almost always screw it up because I try to like push the controller too quick, and you kind of just like flip out of it. I would mess up oh, that but, one most of the time. Yeah. And there's the one where you can like walk, where you walk by like moving the controller back and forth, like tilting it from side to side, where you like actually it's have feet. Tough to do right, but if yeah. you do it right, it's pretty sad. Well, yeah, you can go really fast. And there's one and where you, you collect notes. Through. And there's, like, where you grind and collect notes also with that. And as we talked about earlier at the top of the show, two of the weirdest things, uh, butterfly collecting and pie face. <laughs> Throwing pies at clowns in a racing game. Just it's so bizarre. Like, I remember when I saw this, I thought it was a, I thought it was a Japanese game because of how, how weird it was. But it turns out that, uh, Monster Games, they're from Minnesota. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're from America. They're from Minnesota. I don't know. Some must be in the water up there. Minnesota. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, one game I played a little bit, and we didn't mention it. There's a poker game. Oh, yeah. So there's a weird be- betting type thing. I couldn't really figure that out, like, when I had internet. 
you know, because I did well, play I did, it online a little bit. I did really well, and I had a full house, and then I crashed, and you lose your hand. So yeah. I was, like, really excited because I had, like, managed to... Because, like, while you're uh, driving, use the uh, D-pad to select which card you want to exchange, and then you hit a new card. So you try to build, like, the perfect poker hand. The full house is pretty good next to the four of a kind, you know, so. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, the royal flush, of course, but, uh... So yeah. I, I was just trying to build a full house, and, uh, I finally did, then I wrecked. Oh, yeah. I don't really know, like, if I played it a lot more, if I would enjoy it, but it was kind of fun trying to, like, get those cards. Did you do any of the mini games? Like, there's ones where it's, like, there's a dart one... There's, like, one that's all, like, bowling. There's another one that's yeah. all, like, baseball. Those are kind of fun. Those are fun, and uh, you have to learn to use that A button because... Yeah, the A, man. Use it. Uh, Pressing A makes your mind explode. I think that was another thing that Mark Bozon said in an old uh, IGN podcast was uh, saying that, like, you know, Excitebox is crazy. Like, pressing A makes everything happen, makes all this crazy shit happen. I think yeah, he said, yeah. like, pressing A makes your mind explode, I think is what he said. Something like that. I haven't heard it in years. If I'm wrong, please email us and tell us. And attend domain. You know, if I remember correctly, at I, I seem to remember uh, Excitebots was kind of a surprise release. Yeah, it came out. It came out in two thousand and nine. I didn't really expect it, but I was. I thought it was very cool because I like Excite Truck a lot. Like, holy shit, this game's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I was gonna like it does uh, not have the MP3 functionality. Yeah, it was. It was a shame that it wasn't on there. But what I was gonna say when Excite Truck came out, it being a launch title, it kind of like helped me gauge a little bit the graphical power of the of the Wii, and I thought it looked pretty good. You know, from what I saw, like I thought it looked nice. For what, it, for what it was, you know? It was kind of around that time where you're trying to figure out, like, what everything would look like, because Zelda was a port of GameCube. This game reminded me a lot, the first time I played it, of a, a launch PS2 title called Smuggler's Run. Did you ever play that? No. No, I haven't even heard of Smuggler's Run. What was what was that game like? Well, so it's non-Nintendo or whatever. But uh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was one it's of the It's in reference games. to a Nintendo game. It's fine. Talk it was one it. of the first games I ever played where one of the uh, appeal of it was, like, if you see something you can get to it oh sure it was an off-road racing slash it was kind of uh it was similar to like uh i guess like certain missions of grand theft auto where you like pick something up and then you have to like keep from getting caught while you have it so like kind of a capture the flag sort of thing oh, okay but it had these huge environments where like you would see a mountain in the distance you could get to that mountain that's when i first played uh excite truck it reminded me a lot of that and it was several years later but it was still kind of the same thing oh okay anything anything you see you can go to in this game well there's there's invisible walls though to a point there's like those arrows that you can't get through and i played a there's a special mode on excite truck i think it's just called truck smash you just drive around in full you don't have to stick track and you're just trying to smash everybody else Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's pretty fun, and, like, it totally takes away, you know, are you going the right way, are you going the wrong way, are you following the track? Like, you just get to, like, explore the 3D world and smash people. Sure. It's pretty fun. Yeah, totally. So I played that mode a few times, and I think these these two games have a lot to offer. I think, like, they're worth their weight in gold, so to speak. Well, uh, Excite Truck in particular has, uh, has, like, there's Excite, there's Super Excite, and then there's, like, there's a hard mode, a harder mode after that, and there's a mirror mode also. That that wasn't included in Excitebots, but there's like more tiers of stuff to do in that. And I remember playing it all the way to getting like the best truck at the very end of the first one, and getting to like the Crystal Cup and all that. So I could see this being a really fun game to have friends over and just take turns playing the courses and try to get. Yeah, I mean that it was great as a launch title for that, where you just 
trade the controller back and forth and just go and see see what you can get you know i remember doing that like when i first got it out like here you know do some do some tricks and you know hit out hit other cars and all that it's a lot of fun and i remember trying to get people to play excite bots when that came out everybody being like this game's really weird i was like but it's cool play it i've been playing both these games through uh a wii u on my hd tv and they look great also Oh yeah, no, I I played yeah I played a uh, World Rally and Excitebots through my Wii U as well, so it was, so was, uh, it was upscale. Look real pretty. Yeah, they're they're hidden gem they're hidden gems that you can play on the Wii U or the Wii. You know, some people kind of forgot about them, but I, they're really cheap and they're really fun to play. I, we ho- I fully recommend them. So check them out if you can find them. I mean, if they're like I said, you can probably play like you probably pay like ten dollars at the most on eBay. I saw some going for 15 It's way too much. If you're a true collector that wants, like, the full package, you might pay, like, 30 bucks. I bought, I mean, my, my one that came with the free game is is with box and, and booklet. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I try to buy things with boxes. Oh, wow. That's what, what I do. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get Dragon Quest Six because I don't have that one yet. And I'm only looking at ones with boxes because I want to put them in the shelf next to each other. But yeah, no, I everything I ordered from there, even like the Tony Hawk for four dollars was with box and book, so it can be done. And the Nitro bike is box and book also. So is there uh, is there anything is there anything we haven't covered about Excite Truck and Excite Bots? I mean, they're racing games, so it's kind of like I don't know, I don't know what else what else we could get into. I mean, it's it's structured different than most racing games. There's not really, I mean, yeah, you get you get stars and you get graded on each track, but it's not really like it's a culmination of all your points that helps you get to the next round and all that it's just kind of like scoring a certain level you know it's very arcadey yeah it is it's super arcadey and that's what makes it a lot of fun and easy to play these games like you can't get really frustrated playing them because if you can't get through a level go to another level try a different character play through it or a different truck or whatever one thing uh, one thing i forgot that i thought was really cool from excite truck is like you you know you have like the you have the boost on the um, control pad and when you go into water the boost like it cools off your car cools off I thought that was really neat like, yeah you so you get, can't overheat your engine while you're in water yeah and 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 what I, and there's some snow levels and I always wondered why you can't just like hold turbo the whole time for that because it's colder but you know whatever it was just kind of cool that you had the because you know in the original game it had the arrows that that take your temperature down and they do that in World Rally also but they basically they basically did what the they could. Chevrons or what are they called? It's just like arrows on the. It's just arrows on the map that when you go over your your temperature goes down. Some chevrons. Okay, chevrons if that's what they're called. Yeah, they're just like five arrows, like one in front of each other, and it's just it's just written. It's like drawn on the ground, you know. So you basically had so you had some sort of the, you know, you had that to where you could cool down. And the you know the manipulation of the environment was basically their excuse to not have make your own levels on there, which kind of sucks that they didn't get to that for Excitebots. But I don't know, maybe we'll get another one and they will. But yeah, I think we've covered that, right? Anything yeah, else? Anything that. else you forgot? All right. Well, that's been our that's been our episode thirty five. Incredibly exciting with our Excite trucks and Excite bots and world rallies and such. So yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, I'll give you, give you some info on the Metroid Prime Federation Force. You can find us at, uh, Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter. Uh, we're also on, we're also on YouTube now too, so you can look up, uh, Nintendo, when Nintendo main episodes, I put them on there with whatever picture the episode has. We're on Facebook, like us on that, you know. 
subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a leave a review, or subscribe to us on any other thing. You pretty much find us on the on the internet wherever you look for it. So, you know, Google that shit and uh, you know tell your friends. Make sure you download it or just stream it. And we've been your hosts, I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, and we'll we will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thank you.